Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Lighter Notes. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the co-host. I am joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host. I'm intrepid today. Heather Lucas. Heather Lucas. Get it. What's up? What's up? You know, so this is a podcast for children of the 90s by children of the 90s. We are having fun talking about Yes, we are. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love talking with you. Man. It's so fun. Love talking with you. We're talking about today, we're talking about something awesome. What's it, Espen? Espen. Espen! (laughs) Otherwise known as ESPN. So one of the things that happened in the 90s was there was a 24-hour sports network that was born. It was ESPN, something like Entertainment Sports Networking, something I don't know. What I should have written meant. this shit down. I still don't even know what the shit. I meant. do know, like it was actually the '80s. It was like '83 mm-hmm. when that business was born. Of course, it was. Yeah, and they didn't have a lot to, you know, do, so they showed. Oh man, like Big East curling. Curling, they had bullshit on there. Yeah, let's and then by the nineties, some, some horseshoes. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. By the nineties, they turned into. <sighs> The, like, greatest thing you would watch. Now, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. It was specifically two commentators. And we'll talk about them later. Oh, will be. Who, like, defined what it was to do SportsCenter and ESPN. I'm gonna already know who yes. you're talking about. Because you we've know. also had these discussions. Yes, we have. While drinking. Absolutely. <sighs> what we're talking about today is the, really the, not so much the birth, but the growth of ESPN. Which followed people like us. Because we really lived through the growth. We did, because we were the born boom. We were born in the 80s, yeah. just like ESPN was, and uh-huh. we grew in the 90s. Like just, MTV, too. Yep, just oh, the way just the way MTV. ESPN did, right? Yeah. Like, ESPN grew in the 90s to yeah. become the thing that it is today, yeah. which now gets shots from everybody. Everybody hates ESPN now. Do they really? Yes, they I've do. not heard this news. Tell yes. me more. Well, Tell me more now. Well, because it was so successful, other networks mm. gravitated toward content the same so way. So it's the Tom Brady. Yeah. And so that today, there are uh, other networks that pay other other people more money to have them come there. Um, so ESPN's Sports Center, which yeah. was huge in the 90s, it yeah. was the thing you watched. It was appointment television. Yes. Is now not so much anymore. It's not appointment television and It's anymore? not appointment television. Like you tune the, in at the 11 o'clock hour. Used to. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you don't have to anymore, simply because why? It's everywhere. It's, all it's everywhere. everywhere. If I want to see the last broadcast, I just go but to your gonna site. But we're going to talk about ESPN. Your streaming service. Thank way. you, Disney. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about ESPN in the full-on context Yeah. of like what it became. Okay. All right. So let's hit it. So, Sports Center. I want to talk about Sports Center first. Sure. Because Sports Center, like, I am a nerd. And in any nerd's, like, full frontal capacity, what they're really doing is it's like a quest for knowledge and yes. facts. That's right. And it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you're into, your nerd That's thing. That's the perfect description of a nerd. Mm, yeah. Your nerd thing, whatever it is. You want you more want of it. more. Right? You always want to be the smartest nerd. Yes. Yes. So Sports Center kind of broke down like, hey, I'm a nerd in this capacity. I like my nerd stats, my nerd this, my nerd that. You could pretend that you were still like a jock or an athlete. Yeah. But when you got into Sports Center, yeah. no, motherfucker, you're a nerd. 
Yeah. Okay, so as far as Sports Center goes, yeah. How did you feel about getting all of the content you could possibly want yeah. in that hour? Like if you were like Amazing. I have four teams I follow and you're going to talk about all of them. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, no, no, Sports Center was amazing. Like especially and and we'll hit on it now. We might as well just embrace it now. Do it. Um Sports Center became Sports Center. With Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman. Mm, Those were the two guys. Those were the two guys who made it what it was, right? So Keith Oberman. I would look Keith Oberman's face. (laughs) Well, yeah, a lot lot of like people would, right? Yeah. Keith Oberman was the genius. He had a mouth. um, Brain. Tortured artist sports announcer. Yes. That's what he was, right? And we didn't know all that until later on when we realized that he wasn't even really all that interested in sports, mm-hmm. right? Like, he was more interested in political stuff. My super Keith Olbermann, like, standout thing is when he talked about Hurricane Katrina and how George W. Bush couldn't protect the American people from standing water. Yeah. I could not handle well, it. Well, his MSNBC stuff notwithstanding. Still, that was right? that was brutal. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely Shh. he fancies himself the Edward R. Morrow of news, which is fucking stupid because all of us got to love him <laughs> through sports. And I remember... Are you discounting sports and sports broadcasters? I'm not. I, I, what I will say is that I remember him hopping on MSNBC mm-hmm. and I remember being excited because I was like, wow, MSNBC is going to do sports now? Mm-hmm. Right? And okay. then he was like, his first line out of his mouth was like, this, this is, is not a sports show. Center. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, okay, then what the fuck do I care? I get all my other political information from somebody else. He uh, was what do I need spicy. He was spicy and he brought that to the political oh, arena yeah, and I was all yeah. about that Well, shit. he was definitely spicy. Yeah. He was definitely spicy. Yeah. Uh, when he did his MSNBC, he was a leftist spicy person. He was spicy. There's no question. Uh, he, I would argue that he was dumb, but his takes were stupid, but like that was Not all me. of them. No, not every single one of them. Because <laughs> you're way too smart to fight me. Do not come on the show. I mean, you guys can throw punches. Don't come on Do you want to throw punches? Sports Center. But don't come on the show and talk politics because he's so we much We can give you both sticks. Uh, he's just smarter than me. I understand he's way smarter. He went to Cornell. I'm fine. He's fine. Whatever. I he, still, I mean, if you want to fight each other with sticks. I don't want to fight Keith Oberman. He's awesome. <laughs> I don't want to fight Keith Oberman. Uh, He's awesome. Why are you like ruining all of my dreams? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Please get on with it, Dream so, Crusher. Sorry. So Dan Patrick was really the guy who, as time crept on, I really continued to identify with. Yeah. Because Dan Patrick is a sports guy. Like uh, he wants to talk sports. He doesn't want to talk politics. He wants to talk sports. He got into it to talk about the sports. Yeah, and I and I I got my politics from elsewhere. Sure. Right? So I didn't want to talk about politics. I wanted to talk about sports. Now, the thing that I love about Keith Oberman is that he is an amazing sportscaster. Like, he is... Spicy. He's better than... He's better at sports than he is at politics. It's just is what it is. Maybe that's where, like, his bread and butter got breaded and buttered. So he's... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's steeped in it. Yeah. He is just so good at sports. I could never discount him completely because mm-hmm. he was the birthplace of the the like sports. Where do you think Keith Olbermann is? Do you think he's like living down the street from somebody, and you're like, oh shit, that's Keith Olbermann? No, no, he looks he, like Keith Olbermann. He, he he's walking New, a dog. He lives in New York. Do you know this? Have yes, you talked to him? Yes, I do for sure. Um, because I still listen to the Dan Patrick show on, and he shows up on my podcast, and Dan Patrick still has him on the show. 
And he Adorable. reports from his apartment in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I bet he has a small dog. Oh, he has a small dog. Yay! Absolutely, Yay. because that is Keith Oberman. But he what's his dog's from name? His do you know what it is? Is it Milo? Is it Moses? I do not. It probably starts with an M. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like back to Sports Center, you could tune in. What was it like? Four times a day, they had shows that were. They did, but the but, the, but the big show, the big show, which is literally what it was called, the big show. Yeah. Because Dan Patrick coined that. Welcome to the big show. Mm-hmm. That was ESPN 6 p.m. Yeah, because 6 p.m. And 6 then, p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Uh-huh. Eastern time. And then you had your 11 o'clock hour, which was after all the games had really played. And that was the two edgier hosts. It yeah. wasn't Keith Oberman and Dan Patrick. Well, it, like was Scott Rich ben I, it was Rich Eisen Back and Stuart Scott. Oh, those are the two. Stuart Scott. Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott were the two 9 o'clock hour guys. Love me some so Stuart the Scott. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. was was uh, Patrick and Oberman, mm-hmm. and you you tuned in because it was appointment television. Oh, yeah. But then at 9 p.m., when the West Coast games had finished, yeah, and yeah. since you and I are West Coast people, yeah, we, we wanted to watch the highlights from the West Coast games. Naturally. That was when Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott. I wanted to learn in. how the Mariners could stop the bleeding. Absolutely, and they never did. <laughs> they never was, did! Spoiler alert, they never did. Dead in um, the water. But, like, for sure, like... <laughs> Sonics games, Lakers games, Warriors games. Sure. All those games. Did people care about the Warriors in the 90s? Nope. They That's didn't. right. They didn't. And also, the team of the future, Clippers, they were not the That's team right. of anything. They weren't the team. They were just They're, the team of a just, racist owner back then. Yeah, and they were just like, so are we sharing this shit with the Lakers yeah, still? No. no. Oh, Spoiler alert, you are. Boo. You are. Boo. Uh, so, yeah. So, yes, I, I paid attention to both. But, okay. like, it was so six o'clock Oberman. hour, eleven o'clock. You were in. Yeah, it was Oberman and Patrick. Appointment television. I like that term. Television. That's nice. Yeah, you I made like an that. appointment to watch the television. I like that because really, back in the day, you had to make an appointment to watch television. That's right. You could not TiVo that shit. That's right. No. That's right. Okay, so ESPN commercials. Huh? Are there any that stand out to you? First of all, ESPN commercials. Like for those people who are not steeped in uh, sports nerd knowledge. ESPN would advertise to sports viewers by advertising ESPN. So, they would have commercials. And they were kind of like the parodies that you would see on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but they were just exclusively... This is SportsCenter. This is SportsCenter. They're on ESPN. Like, I don't know how many times there'd be somebody, some athlete in mm-hmm. a profession who would yep. do something... That would be seemingly ridiculous yep. in an office setting, yep. which is where ESPN was pretty much housed because it's a station. You've got to do all the administrative stuff. You've got to be on air, on camera. You've got to write your stories. you got to do all that stuff. And all of a sudden, there's, like, mascots. There's, yeah. like, yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I want to say, like, was Michael Jordan ever in an ESPN commercial? He should have been. I don't remember him being in an ESPN Oh, commercial. could you imagine? No. Yeah. I feel like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, that was too soon. Well, also they were too big. They were too big, but it was too soon. But, like, I mean, I feel like like big people. LeBron James was on one. Right, exactly. Lance Armstrong. Wasn't, like, I'm sure Tom Brady's been in one, right? He has to have been. Some other big football players who's big. Peyton Annie. I was going to say Vinny Testaverde as a joke, but then I thought, wow. Ah, Wow. Yeah. No, Peyton and Eli were both in Peyton, yeah. Peyton and Eli, yeah. Yeah. You remember the Oregon Ducks one where the duck mascot was mm-hmm. typing and they looked out the window longingly at yeah, the ducks at the in the ducks water? On the pond? And Absolutely. then just like, oh, 
Absolutely, 100%. Goes back to typing. God, those were great. They're great. All the stuff with vending machines. Yep, 100%. All the stupid office shit. Yep. But they would apply it to, you know, athletes and mascots. That was... It was potentially the best marketing campaign I've ever seen. And for those of us who are sports fans, there is nothing similar to it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that was like that. They were called the This Is Sports Center commercials. There yeah. are YouTube channels you can watch hours. dedicated to hours, hours of This Is Sports Center Good stuff. content. It, it, well, whoever came up with that idea of like documentary style commercials they're probably like barely making it in an apartment in yeah they probably are and what's yeah. funny is is that the office parks and rec all of those <laughs> they base their all shit all off of shows that are based on that yeah. shit that whole idea so of like true. the weird can like handy cam but not uh-huh. quite handy cam um we're in in this like the thing. intimate office situation yeah, man, like not exactly talking to the camera and spilling yeah. your guts out but we're yeah. there yeah we i see it there were multitude of those of those commercials. They were all amazing. Yeah, they were great no matter what they were. It didn't matter who was the person in it, who was the host in it. You were just always super satisfied with each of those commercials. This is Sports Center commercials are some of the best commercials that have ever existed. They're so good. Do you think they're better than parody commercials? Well, they are parody commercials. So but I mean, you know, yes. like generally speaking. Yes, absolutely. I think I think they're I think they are. They rival they rival Super Bowl commercials. Were there commercials that went over your head where you're like, I don't know enough about this person or this no. sport? No, because I was a sports fan, so I knew, you were a nerd about it. Yeah, because yeah. I knew all of them, right? Like, yeah. so you knew, like Mark Martin. Yeah, I mean, you knew all of them. You knew yeah. this NASCAR guy was. There was a curler, I think, at some point. There was definitely hockey players. You knew all of those. Because they found ways to integrate people who you knew. Mm-hmm. And then they put them in situations that were perfect for, like, an office environment. Yeah. And it was the perfect commercial of, like, office environment meets this outlandish profession. It was just, they were they were perfect. They were perfect commercials. They were incredible. <laughs> they were some of my favorite commercials on TV. You'd yeah. watch them today. I would. I YouTube them today. Nice. Absolutely. You're like, what? What should I do with my Thursday night? I should do YouTube some ESPN commercials. This is Sports Center. Nintendo Thumbs. You watch uh, Lance Armstrong. You watch the mascots. You watch all these guys. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, so you did mention what I would call obscure sports. Okay. Okay. So curling, right? Yeah. Curling was uh, We're gonna talk slightly. About dodgeball. Okay. ESPN 8, The Ocho. The Ocho. Okay. Which exists now because of that movie. It does, yeah. yeah. And it's been made fun of on The Simpsons, sure. so it is canon. Yeah. Uh, strange sports, like curling, uh-huh. uh, bobsled. Yep. Do you watch that shit? Like, you turn on ESPN yeah. at, like, 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon yeah. and then be like, oh. Yeah, I watched all the shit. Do you, so it didn't I matter. Like, if there was some kind of thing Absolutely. where it was like, cricket out of South Africa, you were watching. 100%. Korean baseball, you were watching. 100%. So, uh, when the pandemic hit, yeah. they didn't have much going on. Yeah. Right? ESPN was trying to figure out what content to throw up, right? Sure. So they threw up the last dance, which was incredible. Oh, uh, Michael, Jordan, get it. But they had the Cornhole Championships. 
that. They were... I don't remember watching them, but I know I about did. Cornhole. Oh, I remember watching the Cornhole Championship. So you really, like, you... Because there was nothing fucking to watch! Was it, was it teams or was it countries who was participating? Was teams. Okay. Competing in the Cornhole did Championship. Did they name themselves terrible things? No, I don't, I don't fucking remember. Awesome. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I remember them playing. I don't remember who won. I don't remember any of that shit. You get your Cornhole. Watching Cornhole. And then... Cornhole. Before Major League Baseball came along, South Korean baseball started yeah, to play. Yeah. So then I started watching South Korean baseball. Have you seen their championship trophy, by the way? I have not. It's a fucking sword. Oh, I didn't know that. No, it's incredible. That's and awesome. they bring it out on the field. That's awesome. And like one guy holds it yeah. up like Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I was just like any other basketball fan. Mm. I watched... Whatever you could get. And I watched whatever I could get, so I watched the NBA in the bubble, and I watched all that shit. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Um, I will watch anything ESPN puts on. Yeah? Yeah. I'll watch bowling. Dedicated. Absolutely. I'll watch bowling. I'll watch pool. I'll watch the World Series of Poker. Darts. Uh, darts are tough, but I'll watch them. We were at a bar recently, mm-hmm. and there was a poker game on ESPN. That's right. And Kevin Hart was there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, really? Kevin Hurt, is he that good of a poker player, or is this some kind of farce? All these people think they're good. He had the glasses on, he was trying to be cool about it. I feel like Kim Kardashian's been on this, and like her glasses were mirrors so everyone could see her cards. That was a thing. We haven't talked about this movie, and we probably will, because it is a quintessential 90s movie, especially for men. Hmm. But Rounders created an entire space for ESPN to operate with poker. Yeah. Um, and that's why you see World Rounders is responsible for Kevin Hart and Kim Kardashian and all those other fucking weirdos. So should we write a letter to, to Edward on... Norton and Matt Damon? Or... Yeah, we absolutely should. And we should uh, ask them if they want to come on the show. Because I would die if Matt Damon came on the show. I would die if Edward Norton came on the yeah, show. Yeah, we would die simultaneously. <sighs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. They actually... I didn't go see Fight Club for Brad Pitt. I went for Edward Norton. Oh, well, mm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Nerd sauce. Nerd sauce. So you think, no matter what ESPN does, <laughs> dice hands. I know where you're going. There's room for obscure sports, though, no matter what they do. Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's fine. And that people will watch. They'll tune in. I will. Keep keep putting on obscure movies. I'm in. I want to know what happens in the world. Kingpin-style bowling. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm Howard in. Dean. Every time. All right. Now, next thing. Trivia. <gasps> oh, yeah! All right, trivia. So, okay, okay, first of Let's all. Let's do this! And your record so far at trivia is terrible. It's horrible. It's I thought worse. you would do better. I thought I'm there really were a couple. I'm fucking good at trivia. I you, just want to let people know that. I'm really fucking good at it. And this like, has been bullshit. I've done know. trivia with you before, and for and some reason, like, I'm stumping your ass. You are, and I think yeah. you did it on purpose. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I'm. I think I'm bringing the same amount I of game. I think you did. I think I'm bringing the same no, amount of game. No, you are not bringing the same game. You are right. bringing extra. Fine. Game. So you just extra lose. Okay. So that's where wow, we're at. That's not appropriate. What is happening now? Catchphrases. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So what we're gonna do is yes. we've got ESPN anchors. Okay. Saying specific I do well phrases, and they are kind of like the people who are in our. Our wheelhouse. Yes. 90s. Okay. I'm pumped. We're born in the 80s, but we came of age in the 90s. We got to like use our brains more than. Yes. I figured out how to walk and talk, but now I know exactly what 
you know, bringing home the salami is. Yeah. Right? Oh, can't wait. But Dave Niehaus was not on ESPN. So. Sure. Okay. Okay. So these are ESPN anchors. Got it. And they're phrases. Got it. I'd like you to guess who they are. Oh, I can't wait. The first one I think is going to throw you. It's never iffy if it's Griffey. That's a... That's a... That's an ESPN announcer? It is. Like a real one. And it's for us because we're out here in Washington State. Okay, wait. It's never (laughs) iffy if it's Griffey. Okay, so that might be a Rich Eisen quote. Could be a Steve Levy quote. It could also be... Who was the guy who ran... Butcher... It was... It was Butchie. Butcher Grass? Butcher Grass. No, even the guy who ran baseball tonight at the time. BBTN was run by... BBTN! Did you acronym that shit? I oh, did. my God. BBTN, that's what we called it. BBTN. <laughs> and it was Harold Reynolds, somebody else, and the the host. Yeah, you want to know his name? Fuck. He was baseball tonight. Yes, who was it? Kenny Maine. Is that the guy who said it? That's the guy who said it. Yeah, Kenny Maine would say that shit. He would say that shit. I don't know if he was the host or not, but like he was. He liked that shit. He liked that shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you're gonna get this one. How could you not? Okay. Cool is the other side of the pillow. Cool is the other side. Stuart Scott. Cool is the other side of the pillow. So good. So good. Oh my god. Well, because it's true. Cool as the other side of the pillow. I'm gonna mark all the ones you get right. God, Stuart Scott, he was amazing. He was amazing. God, I love that guy. Okay, here's another one. Okay. The other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. So it's Rich. It's either Rich Eisen or it's Keith Oberman. I'm going to say Rich Eisen. Ooh, wrong guy. Keith Oberman? It was Keith Oberman. Dang it. It was one of the Yeah, two. and then he kind of did the thing where he was like mocking the accent a yeah, little. It, yeah. Like, it said that he was... He, he was, would always say something like... He would do the same with hockey. It's like, like he puts the biscuit in the basket. <laughs> he would always say that. That's what he would okay. always mock uh, Canadians. So here's another one. I am amused by the simplicity of this game. So that's either Kenny Maine, because he used to say shit like that all the time. I am amused by the simplicity of this game. Or it's Keith Oberman. It's somebody is a thinker. Would you like to know what they were talking about at the time? Yes. They were describing a three-homer game by Albert Bell, whose mother doesn't love him. I learned that at a Mariners game. Did you? Yeah, fans were like, your mother doesn't love you! And I was like, oh shit. Albert Bell. So that Remember is, Albert Bell? That is in the Dan Patrick-Keith Oberman range. We're going to say, uh, I'm going to say Keith Oberman. Kenny Maine. I, that was you did. One you it's were there. It's either so you're one better. One of those two snarky you're better. dudes. Snarky one of those dudes. two snarky dudes. Okay, so this is apparently a staple. Okay. You can't stop him. You can only hope oh! to contain him. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. I think that's Dan Patrick. It is. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Okay, here's another. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Oh, wow. So, that's, so it's either Stuart Scott... I'm going to say Stuart Scott. It is fucking yeah, Stuart Scott. Yeah, you know it's Stuart, 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 Stuart Scott. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? From the congregation. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This one, I don't I don't remember this guy, but it's not bad. Let it three. Basketball Let thing. Three. Let it three. So it's either Jeremiah Jackson. Let it three. Mark Jones. Let it three. I'd like this struggle. Yeah, I'm going to say Mark Jones, but that's wrong. 
So when you said Jeremiah Jackson, you were close. Oh, was it Jeremy Jackson? Jason. Yeah, you know, you know, a little known fact about him, he got in some trouble and got fired. Oh, did he? From ESPN. Yeah, he had some, Interesting. He had some issues with the uh, the the browser history. Oh, on his internet. No. Yeah. So, oh my. Yeah, yeah so. they they could track they track that stuff. They had some tracking. Okay. Okay. Next quote. And we're playing the feud. Oh, wow. Oh, man, we're playing a feud. Uh, Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Rich Eisen, baby! There you go. Okay, the next one I love, too, because uh, it's it's terrible and dumb. Bring me the finest meats and cheeses throughout the land. That's got to be Kenny Mayne. It is Kenny Mayne. Of course it's yeah. Kenny Mayne. Because no you say shit that. like that, like right? That shit. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Mayne, come on the show. Yeah, Kenny Mayne. Okay, you definitely one. come on the show. That would be amazing. <laughs> Next one I think you're going to get to from way downtown. Bang! So it's either one of the two OGs. It's either Keith Oberman or it's Patrick from way downtown. Bang! What are you doing? Where are you That's going? Keith Oberman. It is! Boom! Okay. Get out of here and he means it. That is either Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen. I'm going to say Dan Patrick. No. It's not. Wait, who is it? Steve Levy. Wow, you went Steve Levy. Dark hair. He's got uh, like yeah, the anchor yeah, hair. Yeah, no, he's got yeah. that. He's got that anchor man thing. Yeah, yeah, he does. Good one. Good one. Okay, next. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's not Guy Fieri. No, he usually says that. <laughs> he does say it a lot. A lot. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. It feels like a Steve Levy quote. Could also be a Rich Eisen quote. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I remember the guy who said that shit, too. I'm going to say... Uh, this is wrong. I'm going to say Rich Eisen. No, it's not. Who is it? John Butchgrass. Bucci! Bucci! Get it? Yeah. Okay, next one. You might also struggle with this one, because mm-hmm. I didn't remember him until I like saw the quote. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. you. Yeah. See the three. Be oh, the C three. the three, be the three. Oh my God, I loved him. Oh God, who was this? C the three, be the three. And like when I Damn thought it. of him, that was such a good one. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Sports Center because that combines Caddyshack moments. Yeah, I remember watching Sports Center, and he would say C the three, and then I would go be the, the three. three. God damn it! Who is that? Um, it's nobody like like Stuart Scott. Yeah. Keith Oberman level. Yeah. But isn't that Steve Levy? Yes, area, yes right? it is. That's not a Steve Levy area. I'm going to say Steve Levy, but it's probably not. No, it's like a doppelganger. His name's Reese Davis. Reese Davis! I love yeah, Reese Davis. Yeah, you remember him? Great on college game day. Yes, I like Reese okay, Davis. Okay, yes. so see the three be the three. See the three be the three. Okay. But it was that same sort of like vanilla guy who yeah. was really good at his particular thing. Uh-huh. But he was kind of like, you know, a mini Steve Levy. Oh, I think Reese Davis is and amazing. And he came after, I feel like. No, I think, yeah, absolutely. So, I think Reese Davis is awesome. He's okay. great on the college stuff. Nice. He's a mellow. Should I tell? Should I tell him that? Yeah, you should send him a letter, a love letter. Like, I should send him a love reason. letter saying, "Reese Davis, you're the only you're reason. blocking the but library." But he's not the only reason. He's not the only reason. I like Kirk Street, and I like um, Desmond Howard. 
And I like the Desmond coach. Howard. And I like the Coach Lee Corso. I like all of them. So no, he is not. The They're coach. blocking the fucking library, Kerrigan. Okay. They're not blocking the library. They're Nobody's always blocking the anyway. library. Whatever. Continue. Okay. Move on. Next. Next. I can read his lips, and he's not praying. Ooh. So they would always do this on ESPN, which I super loved back in the day, when mm. they would show like a shot of the person like saying super bad words. Yeah, and always know it. Started uh, with an F, ended with a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that quote is either Oberman or Patrick, or somebody in that realm. Let's call it Oberman. It is Oberman. Bam! I can read his lips, and he's not brand. Yep. Uh again. Your puny ballparks are too small to contain my gargantuan blasts. Kenny Mayne. <laughs> how could it not be? <laughs> uh, that's just how crazy you would get. Puny ballparks. He would get gargantuan blasts. It's so weird and like literary. Yeah. Did you do you think that he like sat in front of a mirror and like said these things Absolutely. and then laughed about it? Like he had to have laughed. Yeah, definitely. And then just been like, oh, I'm putting that shit on yeah. air. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely, dude. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, boom goes the dynamite. And the king was the one who was like, boom goes the your Yahtzee. And Yahtzee! Like, yeah, he would do yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Okay, next one you're getting. Because we've talked about this guy. He could go all the way. That's my boy, Chris Berman. That's my <sighs> so boy. So That's great. my boy, Chris Berman. Last one. Oh, this is it? This is it. I this is the last one. I Oh, okay. this shit. Dare I say... And Fuego. Oh, that's Dan Patrick. No. What? Oh, it is Dan Patrick. It Sorry. is Dan Patrick. Come yeah, on. for a second I thought it was Kenny Mayne because it's Kenny Mayne style, but it is Dan Patrick. And Fuego. Dare I say. And, and Fuego. Fuego. Oh my God, he's so good at that. Okay, let's see how many of these you got here, Kerrigan. Pretty good. I think I did all right. Better than any other trivia I've ever You got done. 10. Let's see how many there are. That's probably a B average. It's better than what I've done before. 10 out of 17. All right. That's awesome. We could do math. I don't fucking care. It doesn't fucking matter. But you did well. And I mean, you got close on the Jackson one. It wasn't Jeremiah so much as Jason. Okay, so we talked about the 90s anchors on yes. SportsCenter, okay? Dan Patrick, Kenny Mayne, Olbermann, Chris Berman, and Tom Jackson. Do you want to dedicate some time to those two gentlemen? Jackson Berman. Uh, well, yes. I mean, I always want to dedicate time to people who are incredible at the craft. And, like... Tom Jackson is a gentle motherfucker. Yeah, Tom Jackson is incredible. Mm. So, so this year with COVID, Tom Jackson did not want to join the NFL primetime team, which was Berman yeah. and TJ, which we all remember yeah. from that, right? Like, we remember watching NFL primetime, which was nothing but highlights. Didn't have anything to do with anything else. It was mm. just you... Watching highlights and And them talking about them, yeah. Some of those phrases that could go all the way. Could go all the way. Hey, what what about Doug Oklahoma? Bats in the Pelfrey? Is there something happening in Oklahoma City? Aren't they like a like a one horse town? They're a podunk town. There you go. They're a toilet town. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes. So there are there are like uh, so Berman and TJ are the best like just duo when it comes to like an individual sport. Yeah. That NFL primetime show was what you watched before you watched Sunday Night Football. Like, yeah, I mean that was precursor. Did, yeah. Right? Like you put it on. You put it on to watch the highlights from the day's games, and then it led into 
Sunday Night Yeah, you put it on as you're making some food. Yeah. And Food's I'm ready super to go. glad they brought it back in NFL on ESPN Plus. Yeah. And Booger McFarland is fine. Is he? But he's not. Is he? But he's not Tom Jackson. He is not Tom Jackson. But also. Tom Jackson was a very classy, well-read, smart individual. Whereas Booger McFarland sounded like he was just giving you whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, but I, I like Booger. I don't, have, I, don't have, I don't have any for Booger. I like Booger. See, maybe and maybe I'm like, I missed a season. I don't like him season. as much as TJ, but I like Booger. I missed a season where he was still like with uh, Chucky. John Gruden. There you go. That was rough. Yeah, no, I, I, I like I like I like Booker in place of Tom Jackson, but I need Tom Jackson back next year. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, Berman is a stalwart. Berman is the guy who started ESPN, him and Bob Lee. Berman, I don't give a shit what anybody says. People can laugh at Berman. People can think his shtick is ridiculous or whatever. Fuck you, Berman's awesome. Berman's great. He has great. a million nicknames for people yeah, too. Yeah, Berman's Some of them great. Are clever. I, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I will watch Berman until he can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I just I don't care. Like my and my now was super cool because they brought NFL primetime back on ESPN Plus. My kids know Chris Berman. They, so they know get who to he know is. and who they can go want, all the way. And here's what's, here's what's crazy. They want him as much as I did. Yeah. Right. Like they are like literally on Sunday He's nights. He's very palatable. They go. Dad, can we watch NFL primetime? You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because what they want are the highlights. They don't want commentary. They don't want political shit. They want a guy who, like, talks about sports and gives it to you straight. Yeah. Right? I got 30 seconds to tell you about 14 teams. That's right. Go. And I love that shit. Like, Berman is one of the best. The other two that were the best were Keith Ober and Dan Patrick. Those were the two (laughs) greatest. Yeah, those were the two greatest that ever did it. You still listen to that Dan Patrick show, right? Podcast Uh, I listen to the Dan Patrick Mm -hmm. show on podcast because he has his own radio show. I, uh, and what's funny is even though politically I probably disagree with him, I don't know, on almost 90% of what he believes in, I will still watch Keith Oberman. Like even do his even do his political thing. I I have always liked Keith Oberman. I've liked his delivery. I've liked the way he's handled himself. Sports wise, he is incredible. Do you know what I think he is on NBC, MSNBC? What's that? The precursor to Rachel Maddow. He's the yeah, reason. Yeah, he is. He is. He's the reason someone like yeah. Rachel Maddow can have a show. I think Rachel Maddow exists. Like he because of he him. walked he crawled so Rachel Maddow could walk. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, I think definitely. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think yeah. that like. He exists. That snarky. Yeah. That like. Poking fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like that person who's clearly smart. Yes. Like they're obviously smart. Yes. But there are times when you're like, oh, you might have overthought this a little bit. But like certainly a person who like took their intelligence and turned it into something political. Mm-hmm. Which you can respect no matter oh, what. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've never had a problem with I people. was excited when I heard back in the day Olderman was getting his political show. Me too. I, I, I just didn't think it was political. I thought it was sports. I thought they were going to talk about sports, but he never On MSNBC? No, I mean, that's, that's you never know. happened. Uh, but so, uh, but that was more me and my personal bias. Okay. Like, I wanted Keith Olbermann to do Okay, so you love Keith Olbermann, yes. Patrick yeah. Berman, right? Yeah. TJ. What makes a good ESPN anchor? What makes them good? I don't know. I don't know. What do you like then? What I like is a what I like is if you can find a combo between the catchphrase mm-hmm. and um, and your own personality. I think if you can find a way 
to create a catchphrase that everybody remembers. Yeah. But then also not just make that your only shtick. Like, you've got to be authentic. And okay. people really want to... They, like, they they like you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I liked about Patrick Oberman, Eisen, Stuart Scott. Like, they seemed Steve real. Steve Levy, Reese Davis. They seemed like guys who really genuinely love sports. And so, if they came up with catchphrases, it was because they loved sports as okay. much as you did. What felt sticky was the people who come up with catchphrases today. But you're like, okay. Okay, so speaking of that, do you think... Craig Kilborn was in the coming up. With oh catchphrases. wow, Craig Kilborn! You because he moved into dang it another thing like Olbermann, yeah. but his was the Daily Show before John Stewart. Yep. really made that show pop. Yep, made that show his, and then just launched. Kilborn was one of the everything best. Yeah, Sports Center anchors Sports Center had. He's in the top. He's in the top seven. Oh, okay. I don't think it's any interesting. Question. He's one of the best. So it goes Patrick, Oberman, Eisen, Scott, Levy. I kind I, I I actually super love the um today's combo of Steve Everett and oh the other guy does LA. They're great. Um but Kilborn's right there. Okay. And the reason why Kilborn even got the Daily Show was because every sports fan ESPN. thought he was fucking great. He was, yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. He was the guy who we all thought would replace Dan Patrick. And instead, he had other interests. Yeah. And and he's a mercurial guy, because like, today he is doing nothing, really, besides yeah, I'm his not Instagram sure. like, page. What is he doing? Because I, like, I thought he would be the guy Me too. who would move into movies, like he was Wedding Crashers. Me too. Me right? Too. Was it Wedding Crashers? Yep, he yeah. was. No, no, it was old, old school. school. Old school. So old school. he's that guy. Yeah. So he should have been that guy for like and he five just years, decided, seven he just years, and then, to, right? yeah. I don't know, you know, like, so Kilborn is one of those guys who, um, probably if he had stayed with ESPN for even two years, he'd be considered one of the greatest So he pulled a Chevy guys. Chase, he pulled out too soon. He did. He kind of pulled out too, too soon. The Daily Show, he was, even though he created the format. Yeah. I mean, really, nobody thinks of The Daily Show without Jon no, Stewart, right? No. Because Jon Stewart took the format and was like, I'm going to apply like, the greatest pieces of it. And also what came out of The Daily Show as far as correspondence. Yeah, and I don't know that Kilborn can yeah. can get there. right? Like, so. like, Stewart is a comedian, so he knows good comedians, mm-hmm. and he figures out I think a way Stewart also find. fosters an environment that would have a lot of people in it. Who could yeah. be successful? Where's Gilborn? Yeah. Maybe it's a little more competitive. Right, yeah. right. And so all that goes away. I, I, I do still love Craig Gilborn. He's pretty incredible. Okay, so as far as ESPN goes, obviously it's a station yes. that is going to be on the air yes, all day ma'am. long, and you know sometimes they're going to fill it with bobsled or curling. But do you think that they follow the 24-hour news cycle like CNN, MSNBC? Do they follow that Fox News kind of thing too close? Are they sensationalist? Or are they just like, you know what, let's reel it back in and talk about the sports? Do they focus enough on the task at hand? Uh, well, I do think that... So you and I will probably disagree on this because we have different political perspectives. Interesting. Okay. We have different political perspectives. Um, so I am one of those folks who appreciates when a, an athlete non-violently protests 
like Kaepernick. Yeah, I can appreciate it, even yeah. though I disagree with him, and I disagree with the whole like kneeling for the national anthem. I don't, I don't believe in it. I can appreciate that you decided to take an issue and not violently try to cast light on that issue mm-hmm. by your performance, right? Like okay. and by what you do. Now, I disagree with him on exactly what he's trying to express, right? Because politically, he and I are not similar individuals. We believe different things. Mm-hmm. But just because I disagree with you doesn't mean that I don't think it's important that you do it, yeah. right? So, look, I'm willing to let anybody do anything at any time non-violently when it comes to their political beliefs. When it becomes violent, when you loot things, when you break things, when you riot... I disagree with you, but like one of the things that I don't know, it's it's hard for me to balance because I don't really know how to I don't really know how like to to like say it because when guys like LeBron James or or guys like Malcolm Brogdon or guys like those sort of basketball players come out and say, "Well, I'm going to be political." Mm-hmm. I, like this is America. Yeah. Like, you should be able to be political. I, I might not even agree with you, but I, I think it's important that you're political if you're not hurting anybody. I do think that it is definitely a weird thing to be like, I'm going to be political as I'm at my job. Simply because yeah. how I would, you know, go about in the world, like, mm, yeah, I don't think it's kosher it's not the same. It's for not me the same. to be political, right. you know, as I go into work. Right. I don't have cameras on me, and I don't. Right. I don't make as much money as somebody like LeBron James or even. But I think Kevin that, Love yeah. or but know, I somebody think who's that, been like, retired. Muhammad for a while. Ali is a good example of somebody who changed the culture because he took a stand. Yeah. And w- would we today look at Muhammad Ali as a person who like society like avoided didn't the draft? Yeah, you know, like yeah. society didn't benefit from him. Yeah. Doing what he did, of course, society benefited from him yeah. doing what he did. Like the fact that he avoided the draft. And was a conscientious objector. The yes. fact that he talked about openly the nation of Islam or being black and being mm-hmm. proud and all those sort of different things. Those are important pieces of dialogue that happen in American society. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want any athlete to think they can't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And I disagree vehemently with someone like Laura Ingram or whatever her name is who said shut up and dribble. Fuck you. Like... These guys are human beings, too. They see things, too. They should be able to make whatever comments they want. It's fine. I mm-hmm. I don't want them to shut up and dribble. Also, they're just as much of an American as you are. Right. I don't want them to shut up and dribble. Yeah. I want them, if they feel compelled to say something, to I say something. I have a feeling. I However, it has felt like ESPN has been searching for things to find. So they are kind of playing to the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. So they are in that realm of, like, we have to make everybody make a political comment. Yeah. Right? But the issue with professional athletes especially is that they have been obsessed over their craft for years. Yeah. And only their craft. And now so they have now to dive into like, this media you're asking them nuanced questions thing. about political society yeah. that I'm, I'm not sure all of them are prepared to answer for. But you're going to take that answer mm-hmm. and you're going to treat it as it is the gospel truth provided sure. by this, this person who probably hasn't thought about the issue you're thinking of or you're talking about for more than a couple hours. Or the way that you're thinking about it or talking about it. Because the way that a lot of news cycles, like, yeah, we're going to think about this and talk about this in this bubble, regardless of how it's affected you in your whole life. That's right. I remember in the bubble, the NBA bubble, 
they it was fresh after the George Floyd stuff, so there was lots of kneeling, lots of all mm-hmm. that stuff, which of course you and I have gone ad nauseum about. I disagree with, but at the same point, it's not violent, so I'm not going to stop you from doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a magic player, a player with the Orlando Magic named Jonathan. I like Isaac. that you started with magic player, and then you had to clarify like yeah. he's not made of magic. Right, right, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not Magic the Gathering. That's right. Uh, his name was Jonathan Isaac, and he was a player for the Orlando Magic. He decided, and he was black, he decided to stand for the national anthem. Okay. And then he was cornered by ESPN to try and talk about this dialogue. He was a faithful guy. He grew up in the faith. And he said, like, look, I only stood because I've just known so many people, and I am a person who stands because of God. I'm not a person who blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, that meant that, like, you know, he wasn't defended as much. Did he get fired? He didn't get fired. He's okay, fine. He's gonna be. He's gonna be whatever. He's gonna play on the magic or whatever. And it was a really cool dialogue we got to have with each other, which okay. is like, if this guy chooses not to, mm-hmm. are we okay with that? And we should be okay with that, okay. right? But it was definitely like one of those where you could tell how uncomfortable he was. Yeah, because he was now taking on questions a national stage. that he wasn't prepared to yeah. take. And I think sometimes we force these athletes to taking stances that maybe they're not 100% ready to take. If somebody like LeBron James has thought through his answer and has put in the groundwork mm-hmm. to like stand where he stands, I'm fine with. But like ESPN definitely has come to this new spot where they're like, well, everybody has to take a stance at all times, even if it's unintelligent and it's completely like not based in any reality. We got to have somebody take a stance. That, in that sense, they have mimicked twenty-four hour television. Well, I think too, like there are specific programs on ESPN that kind of mock that twenty-four hour news format. Yes, agreed. Hundred uh, percent. Pardon the interruption. Around the horn are two that come to mind. Yeah. Where it's like you've got your talking heads mm. who are gonna talk over each other, uh, like uh, around the horn has a mute button. But no, also- no. But Tucker Carlson argued politics the way that Tony Kornheiser argues sports. Okay, okay. So like that's my that's part of my point is like, is this too close to the twenty four hour news cycle? Does that give you like nausea? No, it doesn't because I love it. Because you love the debate. <laughs> yeah. Is that too much, though? Is it, like, like around the horn, yeah. you've got four people. Uh, pardon the interruption, you've got two people, like us, mm-hmm. going back and forth. Okay? And they're, they're really talking about a certain number of topics, but really, they could, they could give each other the garbage, the crap, yeah. they could shit all over each other. If they felt that way. Yeah. No, Around I, the horn, though. I mean, you got four people uh, who have to, like, battle it out. I think there's too much. I think there's yeah. too much. Yeah. To answer your question, yes. I think there's too much. Okay. I think that, like, there's too many of them. First take, Undisputed. Yeah. Um, the two things on Fox that, I, that like, you know, I know full well. The, like, Speak for Yourself, also on Fox. PTI, uh, highly questionable. Like, just like everything else, they took the thing that was novel and interesting and they bloated it to where today we have too much of it. What's the one show on Sports Center, not on Sports Center, but on ESPN with the guy, his friend, and then his like uncle or his dad? Yeah, highly questionable. Is it highly questionable? Yeah, Dan Lebertard and his dad. And then he has a friend come in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. I love it. It's fantastic. But it's it, like. It certainly is one of those I could take or leave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could be like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch okay. Highly Questionable every day. But 
pardon the interruption. Not like Center. Around the Horn. Those are shows that I tune into. I watch. Um, but I agree. Do you want to punch Anthony Reale in the face? I love Tony Reale. Come on. You don't love Tony Reale? I think he deserves at least one punch. No, that's not true. Tony Reale is no, no. a I lovely mean, like, person. He could be a lovely person, but like that look, at least oh. one time. At least one time. Hard closed fist. I don't know. Right to the face. I'm more interested in punching... And then you scream, Miami! And then I'm, I'm more interested in punching Max Kellerman in the face. Ooh, okay. From First Take. Okay. Uh, I think he's he has a very punchable face. Mm. Um, fix your face or I'll fix it for you. Yeah. But like <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, First Take is mm. like is like the Stephen most... Stephen A. Smith and the screaming. Okay, so as far as like where we're at now, yeah. what's the best thing? Even back in the oh, day. Oh, man. Like, you can say... Best thing to come, out, thing of to come out of ESPN. Wow. Sports Center is number one. Okay. Sports Center, by far, is the coolest thing that ever came out of ESPN. Is it because you can get all of the... Because you get all of it at the same time. So, like, ice hockey fans and soccer fans would probably disagree. You can't get shit. But, you know... I would, I would argue with your hockey fans three? and soccer fans that they get too much love on SportsCenter. Oh! Uh, but that's because I Jerica am an American. Ferguson, call yeah, into the show. I know. Uh, it's because I'm an American and <laughs> I don't give a shit about any of those two sports. But, yes, absolutely, SportsCenter. like Seattle, we've got some serious fucking soccer teams out here. We We're do. champions. We do. We are champions. Yeah. We are MLS you Cup champions. fuck. For what's that's worth? For what that's worth? We're MLS Cup champions. Mm. For what it's worth? Who gives a fuck? We couldn't beat a junior team in Germany. Please continue about the best thing to come out of ESPN. Well, we'll get into whatever you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, the best thing to come out of ESPN is definitely like Sports Center, Baseball Tonight. The the shows that analyze sports, okay. it, 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 like. Um, so like breaking it down. Yeah, you've got your stats. Yeah. you've it, got it really the, the angles. ESPN just changed everything, and and for those people who now today look at ESPN as this corporate monster who doesn't do as well as they used to, mm. it's true they don't, and they're stale, and they need to figure out their business model. Ooh, yeah, that's hot a, take. That's a hot take. They hot are, take. They are stale. They need to figure out their business model, and they're not bringing in enough people, like. They need to understand that most people who watch sports don't give a shit about politics. They care about sports. They Stop. care about like catchphrases. They yes. care about the stats. Stop caring they about see politics. About their teams. I do. I, I I just just I just disagree with the whole like we always got to comment now on every single shooting or every single crazy yeah that's rough moment and you're just kind of like look man they don't have to they, why are you making these people have comments on these they don't. It's like fresh. It's in the moment. They're athletes. They've been thinking about sports their whole lives. They don't... Like, you can't make these folks have these impromptu opinions that are going to be these super articulate opinions. Stop with all that noise. Like, there are going to be these moments where sports and politics intertwine. Yeah. And it should be mentioned. Mm -hmm. Right? Kaepernick kneeling is a huge deal. It is a we huge should have a deal. national dialogue about what he's Why? trying to do, yeah. right? And in that sense, what he did was important because we push forward this dialogue about mm -hmm. policing in America and all. And then things. what happens afterwards when Kaepernick gets canceled? But you dilute what you're trying to do or what you're trying to convey if every person, even if they're not well versed in it, has to do the same thing. 
Yeah, it, that can be very hard for a lot of people, especially on the spot. Because most people who watch sports are like, I'm watching sports because the rest of my life sucks, and sports is an awesome, and yeah. I want to escape. I don't and have to think about stuff that right shit, now. Right? But, so, so, but other than that, the long-lasting impact of ESPN is SportsCenter. This idea that you could go to one one show all and watch shop, all shop. the highlights of all those, the things that happened that day. Were you ever, like, when... When Sports Center would come on, mm-hmm. and there'd be a moment when suddenly there'd be like Sonics clips. Oh yeah, Mariners clips. Yeah, that's right. I don't care about the Seahawks. Yes, you don't care about the Seahawks. Neither do I. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about the Seahawks. Correct. But like Sonics and Mariners clips, like when they came on, yes. were you like, oh, yeah, of course, oh, of course, our teams are always coming on the last be ten minutes. Still of my heart, center, yeah, right? right, or just for like three minutes in between something where you're like, ah, you have to yeah. run back. Oh, they caught the, they got the Sonics, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Cover Griffey more. I remember when it would be like Sunday night baseball, which is what my dad and my brother and I watched all the yeah. time. Was like Sunday night, you finished your you finished your dinner, and then you watched Sunday night baseball okay. with Joe Miller. Uh, with John with with John Mill and Joe Morgan, okay. you always watch those guys. Um, jam and jam. Yep. And what would happen was the Mariners got like one game a, a year that was like <laughs> their actually game. happening. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely, I love yeah. that shit. It was, yeah. awesome. it was awesome. Anytime the Mariners got play on something like that, it was cool. Uh, good times. ESPN overall is. A game changer. It's the coolest thing that ever happened in terms of like sports fans and what yeah. we believed. Uh, I do think they've been co-opted a bit by pop culture and, and political culture, which we should probably try and get away from a little bit more. Sure. But overall, I don't have a problem with anything ESPN was. And SportsCenter, for sure, with Keith Overman and Dan Patrick was some of the greatest stuff on television. If they had opened auditions for anchors, you'd be there? Absolutely. In a heartbeat today. Day I would be there. <laughs> and I think I'd be fucking awesome at it. Do you it. have... I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have a catchphrase? I don't yet. You want to make one up? No, I don't. I don't. I don't that's, that, 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 that's too much pressure. Ooh, pressure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll save that for another time. Thank you. On a future podcast, yes. if you ever go, whoa, 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 I have an ESPN catchphrase. Yes. I'll know exactly what the fuck you're talking absolutely, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? That is awesome. This yeah. is a great podcast because this is all about ESPN. So thank you, folks, for paying attention. Tune in to us talking ESPN and Sports Center and Dan Patrick. And you did the best you could have done on trivia. possible trivia. Yeah, pretty good. Let's see. I'm not. I'm. I'm not good at the math. Oh, let's see here. Let's do the math on the calculator. And see. On the calculator, the scene and you the business and all this business. Were, oh, really? Oh, I thought that was good. Okay, so apparently I'm wrong. Fifty-nine percent. Bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. Ten out of seventeen is what the math says. All right, folks, that's it for us uh, in this particular episode of Liner Notes. We want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, share the podcast, rate and review us, all those sort of different things that people do when they listen to podcasts. I am Phil Kerrigan. This is Helen Lucas. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey.